Yeah, I guess I understand about 300,000 people have been to Urbana conferences. They would say up until 2000s to, to the year 2000 in those 50 years or so. About one out of every three global missionaries around the world would say Urbana is what either took me in that first step or helped lead me with clarity on where I needed to go. It's not better or more spiritual, I hope you know, to be a missionary overseas or work for Youth Christ here in this community than to, as it were, sit in the pew and have an important role in your home or another vocation. But I sense that too often in my church and yours, as it refers to an invitation in Isaiah 55, we pursue either the wrong things or not enough of the right and better things that God has for us. Come, everyone who thirsts, come now to the waters. And he who has no money, come and buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you continue to spend your life, your money on bread and for things that don't satisfy? Listen now to me. Eat what is good and delight in the richest of fare. Incline your ear. Come to me here that your soul may live. That's for us. That's for our neighbors. That's for our families. So little by little, we try to be in the right places all hours of the day and night. College students don't think Jesus works so well unless it's late at night, so I do a lot of late nights. Nanette knows, my wife knows that I I call it my blank check. I ask her at the beginning of a semester, do I get one or two nights? And that just means that I'll be responsible, I'll be faithful, I'll be good. But I don't know if I'm coming back at 9 o'clock after the meeting ends or 11 or 2.30. Because people need time. Messiness, our messiness needs time. And so I try to model and lead students to take time with others. Jessica Munn is going to come up and just share a little bit about the impact of InterVarsity in her life as a college student at Clarkson and how it's helped her and helped her think about sins things since, and then I'll close in prayer. Thanks, Jess. I can attest that college students think that God works better at night, and it's not the first time that people have had to stand up at conferences and say, go to bed. Jesus will still be there in the morning. Um, So if you were paying attention during the Urbana video, you might have noticed this hat. Um, I was at Urbana 22. Uh, This was the most popular item that was sold in the bookstore. And so you might have saw it a bunch. Um, I could talk about Urbana all day. I'm not going to because I only have six minutes. So I'm, I'm keeping you, I'm telling you now so that you can keep me accountable. Uh, but as many of you already know, I have a very strong connection to InterVarsity. I was part of it and a student leader for it uh, at Clarkson University uh, with our sister chapter at SUNY Potsdam. And um, I've actually worked quite a bit with Paul over the years, so funny story. Uh, my very first interaction with Paul was a phone call. I don't even know if you remember this. Um, so it was a phone call where you explained to me how to break into your house and steal decorations for an upcoming dinner. Um, so that was my first introduction with Paul. 
Um, but all joking aside, uh, I spent a year leading uh, the International Student Mission, or ISM, section, a subsection of my InterVarsity chapter before I then went on to be chapter president for the rest of my time in college. And being a part of InterVarsity has really deepened my faith and uh, given me a better understanding of who God is, who I am in relation to what God wants to do in this world, and also has given me skills uh, that are transferable to other ministry opportunities, but also even just to my job, uh, my day-to-day -day job. And so, but specifically being involved with internationals for the beginning of my university career has really grown me in several ways, and I think there are ways that we could really all grow together. Uh, so the first is growing to be curious. Uh, many international students are forced to be curious. They come from a different country, get plunked here, and nothing makes sense to them because we do things really oddly sometimes. And we just have done it that way for so long that we don't realize it. And so they, yeah, so something that is a normal day-to-day -day thing, an international will look at you and be like, why? And you're like, I don't know. It just always is, and it makes you think. And so being curious, and it opens up our minds to have a deeper understanding and a fuller picture of how people see the world differently and how the world works. Um, being curious is a safe way to get to know someone better, and being able to introduce spiritual topics to them as we just come with an open attitude and an open mind and a curious question. And being curious is actually the best way to approach scripture. Because if you approach scripture as if you already know everything, you're never going to get something new out of it. And so associating with internationals has increased my levels of curiosity as they've asked me questions and I've asked questions in return. Second, hanging out and befriending internationals makes me comfortable with being adventurous and taking risks. Um, I love my mother's cooking. My mother is Italian. We didn't venture much out of the Italian and maybe English realms of food growing up. But some of my best stories are swapping food recipes with internationals and trying their ethnic foods. Being adventurous is a skill and willing to take risks allows me to be able to say yes to Jesus more. As they said in the Urbana video, the theme was what is the next yes? Sometimes it's not a, oh, I'm going to sit in the pew and I'm going to go to missions right away. But maybe it's just, yes, I'm going to talk to that neighbor. Or yes, I am going to invite that friend out for dinner. And slowly those yeses build up and we look back and we say, wow, God, what? How did you even connect these dots and know that here would get me there? And so befriending internationals and anyone with a different background is a great way to practice taking risks, being uncomfortable, and um, growing and loving others as Jesus does. And finally, uh, being, befriending internationals has allowed me to better understand who God is. Um, many internationals don't know Jesus. That's what Paul focuses on. But also, there's plenty of internationals who do. And they come with rich cultural and spiritual Christian backgrounds that we can learn from. As uh, Urbana 15, my first Urbana, uh, someone stated that God was too large to be contained in one culture. And as I've learned more and more about my brothers and sisters in different cultures and ethnicities and with different backgrounds, I find that it's true. 
Um, the more I've been curious and taken risks to explore and partake in other cultures, the more I have been amazed at the height and depth and breadth and love of God, and a God who could create so many beautiful and diverse people that reflect him so well. And so as we sang earlier, we're facing a task unfinished of sharing Jesus with every tribe and nation, with every neighbor, with every coworker, with the people next door in the town over. So let us pray and seek his kingdom in all the places we go, whether that be our neighbors or coworkers. I, I said that already. I should read my notes. Um, Um, but so let us grow together and be curious, be courageous enough to take risks and learn to love God and love others as we follow Jesus together. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Let me pray together with you, friends. Father, would you lead us deeper? in love with yourself for the questions we have either give us in your kindness and grace some answers that would help and as you do so often more often the faith to live with the questions and the uncertainties God help each one of us to think of one or two people right now that need to be closer to you or have never really understood who you are in a way that makes sense. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for providing this church as a place where missions is celebrated and practiced. We've done our best. We've done our feeble best as the body of Christ to bring our loaves and fish and say, that's all we got. Thank you that the people in this church family, not so much that they know hardship as the end point, but that they know that through hardship you've met them, you've healed them, you've encouraged them in the places where questions and pain remain that you will walk with them. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking down the walls of hostility that were in our hearts and the ability and the promise to do that for any that would yield and turn to you. For our neighborhoods and communities, for this country, for the nations around the world, God, we cry out. And today, Jesus, as we wrap up this time of worship and fellowship together, show us the next step that you want us to take in sharing that good news. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Thank you, Paul. We're going to uh, stand and sing our closing song, May the People's Praise You. It's taken from Psalm 67. And that is our hope and prayer that all the nations will praise the name of Jesus. <laughs>